Hello, Podcateers, and welcome to episode number 56. This episode was really fun because we got together with a really fun group of people uh, at the Tangaroa Terrace, which is in the Disneyland Hotel right behind Trader Sam's, uh, after we finished watching Inside Out for some food and drinks and just to chat about the movie. Um, After the movie chat, we just kind of continued talking and ultimately recorded our first live episode of Podcateers, which was really, really cool. So let me start off by telling you that this episode is a giant spoiler. Uh, We talk a lot about the movie plot, the characters, and give away a lot of things that happen in the movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, stop. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. At least not until you've seen the movie or you've officially decided that you're just not going to watch it. Or you just don't care about spoilers and you're going to watch it anyway. Either way, you've been warned. Before we head into the episode, I would like to let you know that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by Audible. Audible is one of my personal favorite services because they've helped me get through hours and hours of insane traffic while listening to audiobooks. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can also check out the service. Just head over to audibletrial.com slash to check it out. If you're looking for a book recommendation, check out Walt Disney. The Triumph of the American Imagination by Neil Gabler. Uh, it's a really great book, and it's a really good choice to to go with uh, during the 30-day free trial. So if you'd like to give that a shot, again, head over to audibletrial.com slash podcateers. As always, you can find us on the interwebs over at podcateers.com. We are also at facebook.com slash podcateers, and we are at podcateers on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. This is your final warning that we're about to spoil the movie and you shouldn't listen until you've either watched it, don't care that we're about to spoil it, or you've decided I'm just not going to watch the movie. Either way, thank you again. We hope that you enjoy episode 56 of Podcateers live from Tangaroa Terrace. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. Everybody's back? We're good? Alright. We are first of all. Cheers, everybody. Thank you for coming out to the movie meetup. Cheers. Cheers. So we are officially recording. So, hello, Podcateers. Welcome to Tangaroa Terrace. We are sitting behind Trader Sam's, having some drinks. Some people are eating. We just finished watching Inside Out with an awesome group of people. Everybody say hi. 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 Oh, that hurt. Okay. <laughs> that Aren't was you my headphones on. Uh, yeah, can we try that again? But let's whisper, everybody. Let's everybody say hi. Hi. Oh, perfect. Hi. Seriously? <laughs> All right. So, what's sadness. 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 Yeah. All right. So, before we get into talking about Inside Out, let's talk about lava. Uh, everybody, 
what did you guys think about lava? That's my favorite Who didn't cry? I did not. Let's get everybody closer a little bit. I didn't cry. What is wrong with you? I didn't cry with lava. Are you made of stone? Are you made of lava rock? I didn't cry with that one. He used to fall on his nephew. They weren't even looking at each other. No spoiler alert. So where did you cry? I didn't. At all? But if it had come back and be turned around and never see each other, mm. I wouldn't have more hours. So I, I've heard a lot of people say, and I've read on the internet, that it's possibly the weakest of all the Pixar shorts. I disagree. They're lying. Uh, I've seen I, I liked it. If, if you guys could say there was one that was worse, let's start on this side. What would you say was worse or the, the worst one that you've seen so far? I, I wouldn't say there was a worst one. They're all pretty good in their own right. It's just I prefer this one over most of them. Why do you prefer it? It's, it's the first one that actually has music with the characters. You know, like Pixar doesn't really do a musical type thing. This so, is the first one, and it's more of a love story. All of them are just a little more silly. So would you say this is really Disney's influence, really digging into what John Lasseter has to do with his team now? I think they just wanted to try something new. Not just the same little thing. You know? Okay. On this side, yay or nay on lava? Yay! Yay? Uh, Michael, why yay? I, I want to know how they get so much emotion into like a five minute film. Thank you. That most movies can't do in two hours. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's how I felt about Up. Like in that first like 10 minutes yeah. of Up, man, I was in the fetal position crying my eyes out because they told a better story yeah. in that first 10 minutes than most people do in three hours, Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, those two had only each other, Seriously? right? Okay. Well, you know, he was king of the world. Cool. So, yeah. what, what would you say were the negatives of Lava, if any? Yeah. All, all I saw was Jabba the Hutt sitting in the ocean. <laughs> you know what I saw? I'm happy you said that. I was thinking of uh, dinosaurs, not the mama. <laughs> no. It was Baby Earl. Yeah. I can't unsee that now. Yeah. Oh, you ruined it. Oh. Why? Because now, now you see not the mama? Yeah. <laughs> Baby Earl. No. Yes. That's what I see. I, I can see that. He did have a very similar face. It was a bit repetitive. It was a what? A bit repetitive. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's based it's based on an old, like, folk song from right. Hawaii, so... say was the actual negative of the short. That's fair. Can I disagree and say that it's actually the positive? Really? As an animation student, they teach you that the most complicated thing you can do is create life out of things that are inanimate. To be able to do that and create facial expressions to this volcano, to be able to tell that story with such minimal locations, I actually thought that was really impressive. 
that's, that's what they've done in their past with uh, the little lamp. With the first short, it was just the lamp and the ball. Yeah. And the other lamp. They, they didn't right. need uh, anything else. Right. Cool. Well, I guess the consensus is that thumbs up for Lava. Yeah. And everybody that's talked bad about it on Facebook. It's well, lying to you. You don't like me. You don't like me. Maybe we should all find the lyrics on the internet and sing the song together. That's, that's going to be how we end the podcast, guys. <laughs> Alright, so inside out. Yay or nay? Yay! Alright. So there's a lot of uh, criticism about Inside Out saying that it's not necessarily for children. Uh, we had children watching it today. Dean, did you like Inside Out? Yes! Yeah? What was your favorite part of it? The bad words. Don't you What's your favorite part of, the, of Inside Out? That Bing Bong gave up his life. Oh. Oh yeah, we should have started this off with spoilers. Right? <laughs> Just insert it. <laughs> no, what was your favorite part of Inside Out? My favorite part was um, Joy was singing the Bing Bong song. Oh, well, I, I see this this the the theme of yeah. Bing Bong kind of being everybody's favorite. That's when I cried too. <laughs> Here, guys. <laughs> no. I thought I was watching. <laughs> was it Back to the Future? You were so happy. You made it. You made it. Feel safe. Now I'm dead. And now I died. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. What uh? What would you guys say was the primary message that you got out of watching this movie? Don't hold back your emotions. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good There's one. There's no bad emotions. You need all of them to function properly. Yeah, yeah. I say they all have to be, you have to have them all to work together in order to have a good emotion. Yeah. Otherwise, that's when depression comes in. Or, right. Yeah. There has to be a balance. That's a different message from the What? Um, it's more of everybody has their own inside back. You know, they switch off between showing the emotions in the mom and then showing the emotions in the dad. It's, everybody's kind of on a different page. Yeah. So it's kind of an insight into that. I, I really, I really enjoyed the way that they made the memories change, between, especially between sadness and, and joy, because it in our lives there's all those things that happen where something can make you really sad, but at the same time, just like in the movie, there's a, there's a bit of happiness that comes with a memory associated with it. In this case, you know, Riley was very sad about moving away, but the happiness that she had with those memories, you know, still lived on. And oh, mommy, you fell! Did you notice, did you notice how every person in the movie had a different uh, emotion that was their main emotion? Yeah. Like the fathers were anger and all these characters were yes. around right. the person's door was the main one and my mother's was sadness. I'm glad you bring that up. How did you guys translate that exactly? Maybe the one that rules more of your life? It's it, that, maybe that emotion is the one that's always kind of controlling you, right? Right, but, but in the, but with the mom, like, it, she wasn't depressed, you know, she just, she, she just seemed like she had it together. So just a more mature kind of sadness, and uh, right they all kind of seemed pretty leveled out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a weird somber feeling, right, that you kind of have. I just thought it, 
Control everything for most of the movie. Do you guys and and we're we're about to get deep, people. We're about to get deep. Do you guys ever feel that you can connect with more of each character? Like, let's say, do you always feel that you have to be happy or always, you know, somber for people? Uh, do you think they had an accurate representation of how Joy was trying to control Riley the entire time in the movie? I think it's interesting you bring that up because I feel like at the end of the movie you see how complicated things got. Like when she's young, everything's really simple and it's easy to say, this is sad, this is angry, this is happy. But as she accepted the fact that memories can be more than one thing, things got complicated. And instead of having these isolated islands, it's just one big theme park with everything kind of going at the same time. Okay. I like that. I related with the teenager. Girl, girl. Girl. That's kind of how we run the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that fourth wall, you gotta stop breaking that down, bro. Yeah. <laughs> wow, dude, come on. I like how they upgraded the console. You know, as, as you became more mature, you have more emotions. You mix them together, and the way that they started mixing the emotions with each of the orbs was really cool. Because just like the connection between um, joy and sadness, every emotion has multiple levels, and the fact that they started to kind of mix right. them together was a really cool way to show that. Exactly. That that wasn't a camera here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. You'll see a lot of that. Really? Oh yeah. Oh man. Remember the guy we saw on the Rascal Scooter earlier? Yeah. Shirtless with a monster. That was awesome. That's fantastic. fantastic. Cool I'm gonna be that person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's she's whispering? had too many of that. I can barely hear what's going on over there. Now you need a wrestle scooter. Oh yeah, that's too sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh I know, my train of thought just fell off its rail. What's puberty? Yeah, what is puberty? That was a good part. Puberty. Dean, <laughs> what? Your head right forward. Can you fill us in a little bit? I don't know. Oh, That's what it is. Oh yeah. Which which color are you right now? Red. Are you? Which emotion are you? 
<laughs> Joy. Joy. <laughs> Embarrassed, yeah. Was that an actual color? <laughs> it is on him. <laughs> so, what, was it just my imagination, or was Joy a little bit of every color? I kind of remember some green, some yellow, some blue, yeah. but did she have... Blue and then dress green. Did she have red? That was the only one, right? So... It's actually something I didn't understand in the movie, where why is it that Joy can feel other emotions when... She was there first! That's why! But if she's Joy, shouldn't she be joyful? And if he's angry, shouldn't he always be angry? That's the, that's the one thing I didn't understand, where why is it they, they intermix in their other, other emotions? With your emotions developing. Yeah, she might be coming she might have been maturing. I think I think mm. it just goes back to what was said earlier. What's that? One emotion can't really live without another. Right. You know? But that's why you have anger to have anger. So I don't see why Joy has sadness if you have sadness in her brain. But haven't you experienced different levels of anger where sometimes you're angry sad, sometimes you're angry let's say vengeful sometimes you're angry yeah uh, and that's and that's and that's how i feel the two characters can work together if joy and anger work together i get it but i don't get why joy has the emotion of anger so now you're going into another different uh vortex of does she have does joy have her own little uh emotional in her own brain it's like a you know what i mean it's like it's like Emotion within an emotion. Yeah, an emotion inside, within an emotion. So does Joy have her own little anger and her own little sadness in her brain because she was showing sadness? You know what I mean? That's my question. Point to that, I think that sadness also showed Joy. And they she all did. Showed and that's joy something I didn't you know. understand in so the movie. So they all kind of have, maybe, maybe what they are, it's like that's the predominant thing that they do. Uh -huh. And they can all feel all of their emotions. I don't know, maybe. That's what I don't get. I don't understand why they I, feel I all the emotions. I took more of a sign of maturity. Like the emotions were maturing as much as the little girl was too. Growing up. Martin, Lorraine. Birthday boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> hey, it's Martin's birthday! Yay! Let's do it. Continue. All right, ready? Ready? One, two, three. This, this is your birthday song. song. It is very long. Okay. <laughs> I forgot yeah. it. That's okay. Dean got it. It's like ten words. I know. Right. <laughs> and now you don't. Dean get had your back. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you guys think about about what Javier was asking about why the emotions can feel other emotions? <laughs> ha! Stomp them. <laughs> I'm with the dad right now. So, uh, he did just finish his drink, so it's he okay. Did, yeah. It's okay. I don't know. Zombie head. Oh, well. Hey, I'm still so, so stuck on another uh, aspect of the emotions. We've talked about anger. We've talked about joy a lot. We've talked about uh, sadness. But it seems like uh, disgust and fear aren't as... Um, they're, they're, it seems like when things get really bad, they're not needed as much. That's part two, bro. That's part two. <laughs> yeah, we'll see them in the sequel. <laughs> yeah, they'll be in the sequel, right? Yeah. I don't think they were suppressed like that. Uh -huh. Well, do you Peter think it's because they weren't part of the emotion? Uh -huh. 
do you think it was possibly because they weren't part of that emotion? Even when, um, like, uh, Sadness would get close to the two of them, it would turn blue. Everybody else would get close to it, and it would change. So, I mean, in the movie, you see that there other all the emotions are involved except for Sadness, because they do the circle of Sadness. That's why they show how suppressed she is compared to everybody else. Everybody else contributes. So, they're, if they were suppressed like that, they probably would start freaking out you know especially now after what everybody has said about the emotions i actually am interpreting that a little bit differently the way that i'm interpreting it is because these were all happy memories that she had in her original home now sadness is affecting each one of those because now she's equating it to sadness it's no longer a happy memory for her because she's far away from it so i don't think it was as much that she was suppressed in the memories, I think now it's overcoming the original emotion that was a part of it. But wasn't it turning blue before they left? Like, wasn't sadness? Uh, the core memory was, but not the not the long-term memory. So I guess maybe what you were saying applies to the core memories, but all the, the long-term ones, maybe that's why they were changing? I mean, that's how I'm interpreting it. What do you guys think over here? They, they, they... They changed it. It kind of changed on me. I thought that, that they said she was a red. I thought the sadness was starting to take over because then you become more of a teenager and you get more of those emotions in you. you know? And then they turned that to being, oh, she's really sad because she's not where she was at anymore. You know? She just made a move all the way across the country and you know, she's not dealing with it. That, that joy was just like, no, we're not dealing with it. We're not, not going to deal with this. We're going to be happy. Mom and dad is going to be happy. And that's what we're focused on. You know? Joy was domineering. Yeah. yeah. Joey's yeah, the one in the show for sure. She was bossy. Joey's a really, really happy, peppy, overbearing friend that you have that's just like, all you have to do is smile and you'll feel great. Right. And it doesn't matter that you're sad because you can just fake it and you'll be happy. And, and if you work. drink this, you'll make it happier. <laughs> and it's water, guys. It's water. She just showed that it kind of doesn't work. So Joy was hazing. <laughs> Yellow is not your color. <laughs> yeah, yellow. Oh, oh. Maybe it is. Yeah, oh, my is yellow. Yes. Uh, so let me get. Let me ask you guys a question. We have several parents here. Obviously, you guys are parents. Martin, you guys, you guys are parents. Who else is a parent here other than you guys? How many kids do you have, there? Just one. one. Uh, how old are they? Thirteen. Thirteen. How old are your kids again? We have four and a one. Four and a one and a half. Seventeen-year-old, one-year-old, and we have a five and two-year-old. Ten and three. Ten and three. So let me ask the non-parents first. As a non-parent watching this movie, watching what a child went through emotion-wise, how how did you interpret that as how a parent might see their children? Uh, parents, 
Reverse question. Watching this movie and watching what Riley was going through, do you in any way want to change how you view your child's tantrum going forward? No, I have monsters. <laughs> Because, I mean, think about it. It, it, it it's, it's a weird way to equate it, but when you think about this console with these five primary emotions just kind of running your life, it kind of makes sense. The way that they were bickering as to how, like, well, let me take over. No, no, he, she needs to feel this. She needs to feel this. She needs to feel this. And that's kind of how children act erratic. And by children, I mean us. But at the same time, do you think that when when you see your child throwing a tantrum at the store or when you're out, like, will you think a little bit more, like, what's going through their head right now and how can I kind of get them past the little red guy? I mean, I think that's kind of a difficult thing to approach only because if you think about it, yeah, you may be concerned about your child's emotions, but at the same time, your own emotions are going wild. You know what I'm saying? You're embarrassed or you're upset. You're going to get angry with them or something. Like, you're, you're trying to control your own emotions at that point. Like, I don't think you really stop to analyze, oh, this is what he's feeling. Or shit. Yeah, I think that's well, yeah, when my kids get moody and they get on my nerves, I get angry. You know, yeah. I'll get angry. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm getting angry and it's hard to concentrate. Okay, well, why are they moody? Yeah. So it's kind of, I, I feel like that. It is. It's kind of hard to. Do you, do you think that watching this movie, it may help you step out of that a little bit as a parent? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm a very emotional type person. So my emotions run my life. Okay. Okay. Jill? Uh, my son, 17 years old, is autistic. And I'm actually glad that he came to see this with us because every day I see all the emotions play out on his face. And as a parent, it's hard for me to understand what he's going through and why he doesn't understand what his own emotions are doing to him. It's, it's hard for him to understand why we might find something funny, why we might be laughing, and he doesn't find it funny, or why something we find funny might actually make him angry. So for right. me, it was interesting to see them all coming together and thinking, why can't this happen with my son? Why can't there be more pieces? Okay. Comments or thoughts on this one? I mean, I, I, I agree. I, my son is also on the autistic spectrum, and he's more joy most of the time. So like when he dips into sadness, like my wife and I get kind of worried, like as how to handle it. Because he has trouble expressing that sadness as well. So, sort of, like, I tried to ask him about, I mean, he liked the movie, but, like, couldn't really express kind of why he liked the movie. You know, and I, and I think as you get older, you know, the kids, you'll ask the kids, like, oh, why did you like the movie? And they'll, they'll say, oh, bing bong, and stuff like that. But, you know, like, as adults, I think I'm out of it, out of the movie. Appreciate different things that maybe our children do. Okay. I can see that. Anybody else on this side? Uh, as a woman with no children, I actually did make a big move when I was a kid. I moved from California to North Carolina. Huge difference. How old so, were you when you made this? When you made? Uh, 11. Oh, okay. That was a really big time for me as a kid to move from a huge 
area to me. Tiny farm town. So you could totally relate to that movie. Totally. So with the exception of going backwards. Correct, that would reverse. Do you, do you feel that how they represented Riley in the movie was, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's unfair to say, obviously, because everybody's emotions and everybody's experiences are different, obviously, but thinking back on what you went through when you made that move, would you say that they did a, a fairly accurate job of representing her emotions and the way that they stacked up? Yeah, I feel like sometimes parents, not to be offending of anyone, will put a little more pressure on their children. Like, if my kids are okay, then I'm okay. If they're fine, if they're messed up, then I have to worry about them and I can't focus on taking care of the family. So they put a little pressure on their children to say, hey, if we just smile and make sure everything's okay and band-aid the solution, then we'll be okay we can deal with it later. But it just builds and builds and builds. It was a huge uproot. Very different environment. So all your emotions are going crazy and all you can do is try to rein them in. And it's hard. It's very hard. Because not one emotion can be one emotion. Just like joy can cry. Not one thing can just be one thing. It's never black and white with emotions. It's all over the place. There you go, Javier. There's your answer. Thank you, Riley. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well. <laughs> well, I think I think all in all, I, I think it was a really good movie. It it was a, a a bit of a stretch as far as how they wanted to pull on your emotional strings this time because generally they give you just a, a, a very general story, but they got really deep into the human psyche this time. And it was a very interesting interpretation of the human psyche. I, for one, enjoyed the movie. I hope they don't even think about doing a part two because it will ruin it. Not a Riley's an adult and they now analyze the children. Let's not do but that. They did a good job with Toy Story. No, well, see, they did Toy a Story was a different like a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with Toy Story, I think I enjoyed Toy Story because of how heartwarming it was. Because right. now, like, I see my kids playing with their toys and I see the attachment they have. They go to sleep with their toys and everything. But I don't think I lost it in Toy Story until the third one when they're all about to go into the furnace. In this one, like, throughout the entire movie, I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's what my kids are feeling and that's why I was asking the question because as I was watching the movie I almost put myself in that situation just asking myself wow is that really what they're going through right now what can I do to make sure that they don't melt down next time you know can I help it or is this just meltdown inevitable is it just gonna happen at some point and for me it was one of those uh, I it was a way to reanalyze the way that I talk to my kids and act with my kids, especially when they're having a meltdown. You know, so uh, that was primarily the reason I was asking the question. But any closing thoughts on Inside Out? Revisit Bing Bong. Revisit Bing Bong. Uh, maybe in a short. This side, closing thoughts? All right. They're melting over. What's going on? Oh, Are they mixing popcorn? I think so. All the candy. All the candy. It makes it better out of imaginary. That is the equivalent of the suicide soda. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, I so we're gonna move on a little bit. Let me ask you guys a question. How many of you guys heard last week's episode already? Where we talked about uh, what's happening with Club 33 and the gentleman that was his membership was revoked. Okay. So this last week, uh, Mouse Planet actually had an article talking about this gentleman. 
And what I read was, and I'm gonna try to paraphrase as much as possible, but when we talked about it, the information that had come out basically stated that in the last six months to a year, he had these infractions with Club 33, and it was a big no-no with some of the things that he was doing. Right. But apparently, his membership has been uh, open since 1970. Wow. And he's been breaking the rules since 1970. <laughs> and the way that he's been doing it was he was abusing the unlimited uh, reservations. When they began to limit the reservations, he was maxing them out. And really the reason that Club 33 took the step of, and by the way, they didn't cancel his membership. They refused to renew his membership. The reason they refused to renew it was because he was, uh, there's there's several levels of, of membership at Club 33. The platinum is the highest, right. the general, uh, um, uh, so it costs $25,000 as an initial fee to wow. become a Club 33 member, $12,000 a year. Dude, Now, that's if a I was paying that type of money, <laughs> obviously I want to be able to make a reservation at the club that I'm paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm on his side. If I'm okay. spending $25,000, I want to do whatever I want. Well, here's what happened. From what, from what I read in the article... Well, from what I read in the article, he actually subsidized the the membership fee because with a platinum you get two additional membership cards that allow you to make reservations. And that's a no. So he had his own. He subsidized the rest of it through other people so right. that they could make reservations as well. Right. So this guy's been gaming the system since 1970. Oh, he found the loot, the hoop, the loot. Now, as far as the hoop, the that's what I was trying to say. Disney kept changing the rules and they kept changing the limits and they kept removing because of this guy. All because of this guy. That's awesome. That was the reason because the reason primarily they refused to renew his membership was because other members were saying, hey, we can't make our own reservations because they took up the reservation. We're paying you guys $20,000, whatever they're paying for their personal membership. We can't even eat here. What's going exactly. on? <laughs> so Mario last week was totally on board with the, sir, I have no sympathy for you, okay? <laughs> and I'm sure that after hearing this, he totally stands by that. I, I was a little more sympathetic saying, look, you don't know what the circumstances were behind this. They live uh, in a very, very modest home because they're actually not rich at all. I open the floor to you guys. What do you guys think now knowing these additional things about him? Seems like he was given a lot of chances before they uh, didn't allow him to renew. I mean, he was fortunate that he got so many chances. Yeah. Eventually, he yeah. got uh, he got punished. Since 1970. Since 1970. They should have kicked him out a long time ago. They probably gave him like, really a bunch should. of warnings, and he, he thought, "No, they're not going to cancel it. It's good. It's all good." They basically well, tried every possible thing they could. It seems like it. Right? Without, without, you know, outright canceling or not renewing his membership, and uh, they wanted to avoid the PR nightmare. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, oh, yeah. after so many tries, they basically it seemed like they got into a corner where they can't, they can't give him any more exceptions anymore because all his, all the other members are starting to get louder. So at that point, the tide shifted and the other members are starting to get more, you know, that PR nightmare is louder than canceling this guy. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
I'm not. I, I'm not gonna say anybody's name, obviously, when I say this quote because I don't want to get him in trouble. But a wise man once said, "You don't want to piss off uh, rich people," and uh, in this case, that's kind of what's happening. Right. He got to the point where he's so angry, he went and got himself a lawyer, and he wants to sue Disney. He, he's suing Disneyland, by the way, on the basis of that it's age discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> there have there have been a lot of lawsuits against Disneyland right. for many different things. One of the most famous ones happened a couple of years ago where a tour guide was in the tour guide clothes and she was selling private tours of the park. Oh, wow. Now, Disneyland is totally cool. Let me make it clear that Disneyland is totally cool with you having private tours <clears throat> that people, you know, that you can take people on. But the problem. big difference is that Disneyland doesn't want you to make a big deal out of it. She made it seem like she worked for the park because she dressed in the in the tour guide clothes. All of her, you know, her business cards and everything had that picture saying she was an, like an official type tour guide for the park. So that's what that's Disneyland had to And that's that's kind of they 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 put it on the same level as far as how you're abusing it. You have she had her annual pass revoked, you know, amongst never being able to come into the park again. What? She got banned from the park. For touring? For touring. For making money. For, yeah. For impersonating Mr. Impersonating, impersonating actual That's, Disney employee. Okay, That's now that makes sense. <laughs> now, in this case, uh, you know, a couple of the other things that happened were, you know, there was, we talked about it in the episode where uh, he had donated some tickets that were auctioned off as part of charity, which is a big no-no for companies and members. And that I thought was recent. I thought it was one of those things where when we heard about it and we talked about it, we thought it happened in the last month or two. That's what the articles made it seem. That's what it seemed yeah. like. It actually happened in 2010. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I think what happened now was just his membership came to the end of the cycle and they just refused to renew it. So I guess final question on that is, are you guys on board with Mario at this point and that like, this dude deserves it? Or, yeah. 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 I was with him last year, yeah. so yeah. yeah. But he's old! Like, yeah. Come on! Like, Javier, maybe his money was the one that they needed to renovate 33 and now that it's done, they're like, listen, <laughs> oh, we don't need oh, you no Now it's done. Yeah. We don't need yeah. you. We have the salon. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. There are hundreds of people willing, ready to take his spot without breaking any single rules. Mario's got his hand up. Yeah. I will take that spot. How many credit cards one? will it take? Huh? Yeah. How many credit cards? <laughs> Only 14. Yeah, I'll be there for what? <laughs> 14. For the initial fee or the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For just one year. Did you sign a contract with that amount of money with Disney saying that these are the rules you're going to follow yes. year by year? So you fill out an application. You don't really have a legal leg to stand on. If you signed a contract, yeah, you're paying a lot of money. And you signed a contract saying, I will do all these things. But you kind of do when you get an annual pass. Right. You know, you're not going to break the smart rules while you're in there. But this is why that guy is trying to be so clever. Because he's trying to super age discrimination. Anything yeah. that's not in that contract, uh, it's yeah. not going to work. And you know what's, what's funny? One of the other things that they mentioned in the article was that uh, there was a point for Club 33 members where you had unlimited reservations. 
you could bring in as many people as you wanted into the park. And it wasn't just bring them into Club 33. They got a free Disneyland passport for the day. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. So they could walk around the park, they could ride, they could be there from rope drop until closing. Uh, obviously, they started to limit that. At one point, you only had 50, then you only had 10. I think it's somewhere around 5 to 10 at this point. And this guy seems to be the bad apple. It seems that all of the new regulations that are coming into 33 are because of this guy. And I, it could be other people. It just seems that this guy is the most public about it. There was a point in the article that I read, and again, I can't vouch for any of this because I didn't experience it firsthand. I didn't talk to him. This is from what I was reading in the, in the uh, mouse plant article, is that the way that he was getting people to, to go inside was, because he didn't have the money, he was there for lunch and dinner. He would make reservations for a bunch of people, and he would just tell them, yeah, I'll get you into Club 33. Just pay for my food and my drinks for today. <laughs> Genius! I, I'm gonna tell you, I kind of agree with that. I, I'm almost to the point where it's like, wow, this guy was living the life off of other people yeah. because people just wanted to see the inside of the club. But at the same time, I am in agreement with everybody saying this guy abused it and he deserves what he got. Did you tell me too he does a Mario? Just water. Yes. Well, no. <laughs> He does do water. The joke, the joke was that because he would never buy his own drinks, he would always order water. Right. Uh, an order of water is known as a round of Cromleys at 1901, and I believe at Club 33, which is his last. Name. Very good, very good. Well, I guess we're we can agree that he's. He's getting what he deserves. I agree. Uh, I don't think historically Disney has ever really lost these battles in court because, That's like, like Michael said, they sign a contract. You have the rules. You have the regulations. That and you in court, you have to prove that he has to be able to prove like that they didn't renew because of his age. How are they going to prove that? I don't think they can. I think Disney that's already why, has... That's where Disney has the effect or the, the advantage because in order, unless they can actually prove that, the judge is not going to favor in his, on his side. Right. He's going to say, they renewed me at 86, but not 87. <laughs> I'm old. That's what they'll have to do. The lawyers will require that they show proof of age for all members. Yeah. And that's the other thing. How much money? Right. Agreed. All right. How many of you are going to D23 this year? D23? No? Who's familiar with what D23 is? You told me about it. Okay. <laughs> well, D23 is essentially the Comic Con for Disney, and it's happening the third week of August. Right. Uh, it's, oh, it's around the corner. It really, is, it really is just like Comic-Con because Disney likes to announce a lot of the new projects that they have, a lot of the new movies. They have panels just like in Comic-Con. Uh, I know, Jesse, you had talked about going to D23 this year. You're going to go? Uh, what, what, what are you most looking forward to seeing at D23? Marvel announcements. Marvel announcements? Marvel? 
about the movies, you know, because they're better than DC. Whoa! Know? Ouch! We were talking about in the theater. Show Spider-Man. He's probably gonna be there. How did that spear feel? Oh, that hurt, man. Dude, you and I were becoming friends, and then you gotta throw me in like that, man. That's messed up. We're probably gonna have Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and the new Spider-Man guy. That's the way it should be. The only way to make it up is to take me to D23, right? I'll just send you a picture on it. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll periscope it. I know. Thanks, guys. Hashtag better than The 60th anniversary celebrations are continuing in the park. July 17th is very quickly approaching, and by the time that this episode releases, it'll be a few days away from the actual birthday of Disneyland. How many people are going to be there on the 17th? That is a lot of hands. That is a lot of hands. Disneyland has decided that they want to do almost an official Dapper Day on Friday, and they want everybody to dress up in their in their best 1950s clothes. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Is it a good idea on Disney's part? No, I don't. I oppose it. I don't like it. What? We already have Dapper Day twice a year. Why does it have to be again? Oh, it's their birthday. Because the only thing, the actual thing. But 1955 days in Dapper Day. No, no, no. But the thing is, the style of Dapper Day is very similar. Why would, why would well, you want to do that? Yes, because you're wearing old clothes, just like they did in 55. I understand that. The difference. The thing is, I'm saying, is that there's already two days to do that. Why can't it be because the difference there is that in Dapper Day, you get to work clothes from the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, My and so point. On. You just pointed out the 50s, so why would you do it again? No, but because I, that's I just 55 when the park opened. Yeah, I see what Mario's saying, that Dapper Day is, is more of a span of vintage-type style clothing. Right, exactly, yeah. where Disney is doing... The park opened in 1955. Come dress as if you were here on opening day. It's not necessarily saying come in close from the 1920s. They're saying come how they would dress in the 1950s. No, I know. I, that I understand that, but I'm just comparing it to the 22nd. So you're saying they have diminished? Everybody came out creative, did their thing. It looked fantastic. Everybody did their thing in those colors. I think it would have been better to show off, you know, what you could do, what you, you know, your spirit of what I thought, Chris. Is, it, is everybody looking forward to the Walt hologram on Friday? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. The fact of the matter is, Walt's dream was to have people come to Disneyland on Sunday day. People come in their pajamas, they come in their, in their workout clothes. Right, exactly. That's fine. That's how I feel about the pajamas, by the way. A big and thumbs down. Sorry. No. That's fine, but you know, that's no regular clothes now. No, no pajamas. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, people come just way down. So to come dressed up three days, three days out of the year, adding another one, it doesn't need to. You don't need to spend so much money because that pretty gets expensive. I know. Um, it, does, it gets very expensive very quickly, but it doesn't need to be that bad. Just you know. Try to dress up a little bit. Is this your dapper day? Because you're looking spiffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to worry about it. Make a dark man look. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, it's talent right there. Do you know, is the Disney employee that they're going to be dressed up for 
The parade? Oh, oh, you know what? That's a good question. They I don't know. Should. I know that they announced that they want all of the guests. I like that idea. I hope so. That would be a good idea. Yeah, that would be great. Absolutely. Does that mean we're going to have to see 1955 Mickey? Yes. Oh, no. That's scary. That, that is scary. I don't want to see that. The idea of having uniforms for your entire cast for one day is like a money down the drain yeah. kind of situation. But if it was something that they did every year, the uniforms would get used. Yeah, right true. But if you but if you think about it, what the NFL, the amount of players that you have, even if you combine all of the NFL teams, the amount of players and all of the players on the bench versus how many cast members work at Disneyland. You know, they already charge us enough. There should be no reason why they can't be more popular. Very, very true. I guess well, that goes to your pricing. Yeah. The whole pricing. Do it. Yeah, right? Plasma screens? The new screens, have you seen them? No. Oh, yeah. And the structure? Yeah, I saw it too. They're all over there. I have seen them. Yeah, they're all over there. What are on the plasma screens? Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. What are on the plasma okay. screens? In the parking structure, the times, the parts open and close. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, in the parking structure. Are there any inside of the parks? Not that I know. Well, but they can crawl with yeah, more today. No, no, but not inside the Oh, for sure. But it is true, though. They do have the, uh, the word of the day is no longer a stationary word. Yes. Oh, really? It's digital now. Yeah, but I've seen those signs at Hot Topic. They're like... 30 bucks. So I, I don't want to eat. I highly doubt Disney would pay just 30 bucks. It's I don't Disney. know. They probably get a better deal. They probably got a better deal. They probably paid 12. <laughs> they bought them wholesale. <laughs> also, those, those, those types of screens tend to uh, declutter, so you have like 10 different sides in one spot that just keep rotating, so it cuts down on visual clutter. And uh, it's also easier and cheaper in the long run to run those than it is to be making uh, new sides and printing them out and putting them up every single time. As far as the, the celebration, I know we've talked about it uh, in previous episodes before. How happy are you guys with some of the things that Disney has put out for the 60th anniversary? Like Disneyland Forever, Paint the Night. Love it. On a scale of 1 to 10, I gave it a 20. Yeah. Ooh. I was going to say 11, but alright, 20. <laughs> I was saying next to the, the original Electrical Parade, the new parade is awesome. Yeah. Because it would be... It's right there with the electrical parade. Mm -hmm. Being old school, electrical parade will always be number one. Right. That is a good number two. Wow. Do you think? Do you think just the way that you feel about uh, the electrical parade, this generation will feel yeah. like that about? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah what do you yes. guys think about? I love that parade. Yeah. Come on. I love it. The electrical parade doesn't even have one of these. Yeah. <laughs> we go around changing people's ears with those things. It's so fun. It's like a competition, and it's, it makes the night fun. 
You know, one of the only problems I've had so far with Paint the Night is that I, I, I've experienced all the feels with Paint the Night. Like, everything just comes out. The only problem I have is that the faces of the characters are just so dimly lit. Like, they spend so much money making everything look so bright that, like, when the characters come towards the end, like, when the Fat Five come, you can barely see their face. You see the rest of their body because it's illuminated by the floats, but you don't see their face. Some of the other characters, I feel like it's the same thing. Like, Jessie, when she's doing uh, her dancing, you know, you see everything, but all of this is just, like, her face is just so dark in comparison. And I never really pay attention to that. Can't really see the yeah, exactly. Now I'm talking about the Fat Five. Who's not even in it? Oh, yeah, it's the Fat Four. Yeah. <laughs> you can't they say that. They do that all the time. Half the time, it's Goofy being left out. Well, well, you know, uh, Pluto doesn't have the thumbs to drive, so that's probably why he doesn't have posable thumbs. So I can't flush the toilet either. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I've had fun, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. Did you really, though? I did, actually. That's great fun watching the movie. Had fun before talking to everybody. Yeah. We're going to hang out here for a little while and have some more beer because this one's running out. Uh, now I'm going to get some food because I didn't want to be chomp, 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 chomping while we were talking. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Thank you. Guys thank you. Forward to the next day at the movies. I don't know what we're gonna do next, but Star Wars. Maybe Star Wars. Maybe the next one. Actually, actually. you're not far yeah, from that. You're probably right. Oh, okay. Oh, very cool. Okay. Okay. Very sweet. So we were talking doing the drive-in for Star Wars. Star Wars. Drive-in sounds cool. I, I like that idea. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually even thinking about going non-Disney and watching the Peanuts movie. Yeah. I, I really like the Peanuts. It looks so good. Yeah, it looks good. It, it looks adorable. Yeah. Trailer. It was good. Was the same way. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for today. Again, thank you so much, everybody, for coming. Actually, real quick before you wrap up. Uh, I just want to share with everybody. I actually just met a new uh, friend. Uh, he's actually started his own social club. I don't know if you guys have seen him out in the park yet. Have you guys you guys familiar with Flynn's Writers? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very awesome dude. I didn't know he was actually a close friend of a close friend of mine. My friend Jaime. He's been friends with him. Really cool people. The the founder is uh, Marky D. Um, he said he created it in the spirit of kind of like you know getting kids outdoors, letting them enjoy the sunshine, the fresh air, keep them away from video games as much as possible. He likes to kind of spread awareness for things like asthma and diabetes. So if you guys see Marky around the park, just tell me you say hi. Hi, right. Well, hello. All right. Well, again, thank you guys so much. I think it's time for everybody to do a sign off. You guys in? Yeah. All right. So until next week. Have a fantastic week, and here is to beers, cheers, and beers. See you guys next week. Triple them gum. We'll make you smile. Triple them gum. It lasts a while. Triple them gum. We'll help you, mister, to punch that breath right in the kisser. Triple them gum.